ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. To the United States, where several IVF clinics in Alabama have stopped treatments after the state Supreme Court ruled that embryos had the same rights as children. It's left physicians fearful they could face manslaughter or homicide charges if unused embryos were destroyed. Lawmakers now scrambling to find a solution. Rodney Miller is board chairman of Carrywell, a faith-based group that provides support to families experiencing fertility issues. And Rodney joins us. Rodney, thank you for your time. Thank you for having me and taking an interest in this story. It's a really fascinating story. How did the High Court ruling come about in the first place? There was a clinic down in South Alabama that had an incident where a uh, an individual was able to get into their lab and grab a hold of one of the containers with frozen embryos in it, which burned that individual's hands, fell to the ground, and resulted in several families who lost embryos filing a lawsuit for wrongful death. Okay, that's just quite a quite an alarming story. What have IVF facilities in Alabama done in response to to the ruling? Well, they've they've really the ruling doesn't ban IVF, but it does increase the liability when the embryos are, are are given this status that they've now received. And it's forced the clinics here in Alabama to, to take a step back, pause their IVF procedures while they figure out a way of handling this. And you know families who were due to have treatment. What's happened to them? Uh, I mean, well, I mean, the end, I'm sorry, I think I missed the first half of your question there. Could you repeat it? I was saying, you know, families who were due to have treatment, IVF treatment, what's happened to them? Yes, it's very, very disheartening in that, you know, when you go through IVF, there's just so much there from a financial standpoint, an emotional standpoint, you get close to having your your egg retrieval, the fertilization, and the transfer back to the female of the embryo that, you know, as you're leading up to it, you're just filled with so much hope and excitement and thinking, you know, as you've gone through their, your journey of infertility, like it's finally about to happen. And for those couples who whose situations and, and procedures have been put on hold, it's just devastating. It's just, you know, another burden in what can, you know, sometimes be a very long journey. My wife and I went through it for 10 years before we had our kids. And so we have met with and spoke with numerous couples who have been affected by this, three of which had IVF transfers scheduled for last week. And, and, you know, they've been put on hold again. And, you know, it's really been taken out of their hands and it's unfortunate. Your faith has helped you and your wife, as you've just described, through your own IVF journey. Yet there are Christian groups who are celebrating this decision. What do you make of that? Uh, I, I've had a talk with a lot of those groups and a lot of those people. I've had a lot of friends uh, reach out to me about that. And while my wife and I, we're, we're you know, we're believers. We're at church every Sunday. We understand our children, which which are the result of adopted embryos that were frozen for ten years. They are they are blessings from God. But to those people, I would encourage them to look past the headline that they're celebrating and focus on the real world implications. And I, I think if they do that, um, they'll see that. This the the outcome, the result of this is neither pro-life nor pro-family. I mean, they, the the justices acknowledged in their opinions that fewer babies will be born because of this ruling. And and as, as I was just explaining with the people I know whose procedures have been put on hold, I mean, we know for a fact right now that there are women and couples in Alabama who who are not pregnant, but who would be otherwise had this not happened. And so I think those people need to figure out what's more important to them. Is it this 
this pro-life declaration on a sheet of paper that results in fewer children being born, or is it actually life being created? And, you know, because this ruling kind of puts those two things in conflict with each other. In response to the state Supreme Court ruling, the state legislature has been working to pass a bill that would address the liability imposed upon clinics as a result of the ruling. If it is passed, what sort of protection would it provide clinics with? Well, we were, I was in Montgomery yesterday as several of those bills were being presented, and there is one in the House now and two in the Senate, and they are actually being debated on the floor today. They have made their way out of out of their committees. And it, it's still it's it's still up in the air exactly how how this is going to play out because the bills that are being considered at the moment are really just temporary band-aids. Um and they are going to give the clinics here in Alabama at least enough right now to to open back up and to continue providing IVF. But long term, um, it's going to be interesting to see if they try to revisit the ruling in Alabama somehow through through legislation such as when life begins, or do they attempt to move the goalpost a little bit on what is considered conception? Is it the creation of an embryo or in the instance of IVF, is it the transferring of the embryo back to the female? And this has actually, of course, made its way into the US presidential race. Uh, Donald Trump has had an interesting response. What do you make of it? Uh, not surprising. I think it's probably caught a lot of his uh, supporters off guard. But when you look at the polling, I, I think the numbers they're passing around show that like 86% of our country is in favor of IVF and having it protected. Uh, but I'm not sure if we'll see national politicians get as involved um, as we probably would otherwise if it were not an election year. I think if if the Republicans or the GOP is going to attack IVF, I could unfortunately see the the Democrats on the other side staying out of it, sitting back and letting the Republicans step in it in an election year because there you do still have this group of um I guess people who are women or suburban women who the overturning of Roe v. Wade did not cause any problems for them. But if if conservative justices are going to start attacking IVF, I think the GOP is going to find that that is very problematic for them come November. Mm, that's yes. Yes, that's absolutely what's happening. Rodney, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Rodney Miller is a board chairman of Carry Well, a faith-based group that provides support to families experiencing fertility issues. And you're listening to Breakfast. Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.